election year, they want the stock market to boom. Now, I still think that they're going to lower interest rates probably once so they can try to save face, Alex, and say, look, we told you we're going to lower them, so we did. But there's there's no possible way that I think that, that we're going to go throughout this year without rate increases because there's problems that they haven't tackled. Number one is there's more stimulus, more spending. They're spending like drunken sailors, and we're going to address that. Number two, the BRICS nations rising up, taking away demand for the U.S. dollar by trading in their own currencies with 70% of the world's population part of the BRICS nations now. So the demand for the petrodollar is gone, which means there's no capital inflow into America, which means what? When we have debt ceiling, when we have entitlements, when we have Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, women, infant, children programs, food stamps, infrastructure, Department of Defense, everything there's no inflow of capital, which means they're going to have to print money like there's no tomorrow. So here's the problem. We've got, they didn't lower rates because they can't, because they haven't tackled inflation. Their policies tell us that that's the case. So what happened to these regional bank shares? They start collapsing. Why? Because they needed interest rates to come down because they're facing um, delinquencies. When you have a series of delinquencies, you go into default. So, so people aren't paying off their loans. This is a problem. And so what I see coming, and this article was great because there isn't all just regional banks in this. Schwab, Alex, that's huge. One of the largest investment firms in the world, they're on this list of their shares just being clubbed, right? And so, so what's this going to mean to the U.S. You know, population? When they see that the, what should be the safest asset in the world, their bank accounts, is no longer safe because banks are undercapitalized and possibly going to have another bank run, what happens to society, the fabric of society, when when you start to have bank runs, right? The, it, and people don't think that... And explain, there's major stress bigger than we had in 2008. Way more stress because we have way more debt. Banks are way more undercapitalized now than they were. And I know you're going to walk through all this, but just, just humor me here. I'm not a rocket scientist, but I've studied history. When you get the type of inflation, where do you think inflation really is? And then they're trying to deny it, but it wrecks Americans. But for poor people in the third world, it's a death sentence. I mean, what's that going to do? Well, it's inflation really impacts people living at the margin. So when, when people are living hand-to-mouth, paycheck-to-paycheck, if you lose or miss one to two paychecks and you probably have to file for bankruptcy, these are the people that inflation hits the most. Most of America is living in that at the margin. Well, I've threshold. seen the USA article, 67% of Americans are in debt and living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, two thirds, two thirds of America. So when you have this, this quagmire, you've got rising prices, you've got rising taxes, you've got rising cost of borrowing, that's the kiss of death. That's a recipe for disaster. And this is exactly what's happening under Bidenomics. Now, you also have recession is, is looming, Alex, because what if, if you hear what Biden is saying, he's saying we're having a renaissance in manufacturing in America. A renaissance. We're creating jobs. We're, we're booming the economy. The economy. And all growing. I see is homeless people everywhere. Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. But the numbers don't add up to that. The reality is not true. So there's a, there's a manufacturing index that talks about jobs. 
um, I'm going to find it here. I've got a bunch of stuff. So, so what does that index say? This index says, and it was reported by Peter Schiff, and I, I love a lot of his stuff, dark ages for the U.S. housing and manufacturing. So the, the manufacturing index shows that 18 out of the past 20 months, the, the index has been negative, meaning manufacturing jobs have been going away. 18 out of the last 20 months, Alex. So, how so the real number is they're going straight down. He says they're doing great. He says they're doing good. And that's a lot of jobs that are being lost. Manufacturing jobs are the bread and butter to the U.S. economy. So what happens when people aren't working? People aren't going to be able to afford to buy houses. So what we're seeing here is a precursor to recession in the, in the manufacturing jobs, meaning recession in the housing. In a world where ancient remedies blend with modern science, Jones knows the secret. Bawd Ease from InfoWars Life isn't just any treasure, but the ultimate turmeric and inflammatory support. For millennia, turmeric's power has been recognized, but not all turmeric is created equal. With InfoWars Bawd Ease, you're getting turmeric root extract in a much more potent form. And the magic doesn't stop at turmeric. Paired with ingredients known for their anti-inflammatory properties like organic sage leaf and others, Bawd Ease is a symphony of nature's best. Joint support, flexibility, inflammation, and immune support. With bodies, you're not just unlocking the secrets of ancient remedies, but also supporting the show. <sighs> Discover the power of all natural turmeric. Grab your treasure today. <laughs> Head to InfoWarsStore.com and experience the magic of bodies for yourself. front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. So what happens when people aren't working? People aren't going to be able to afford to buy houses. So what we're seeing here is a precursor to recession in the, in the manufacturing jobs, meaning recession in the housing market. And that's going to be amplified, literally an amplified recession, which basically means depression coming, economic depression. When, when the housing market has, is going to collapse because rising interest rates means people can't afford to buy their houses and you've got lowering wages. So do this for me. In the next hour, we're going to roll through all the technicals, all the facts, all the graphs you sent me, all the documents. But just as an American citizen, as an economist, you know, somebody that does this for a living, I know what we don't know perfectly where it's going to go or what to predict, but this doesn't look well. I, I mean, hopefully we get Trump in. He can do some things to try to turn it around. But the BlackRock of the globalists say we're not open for business. Uh, Biden last week just killed uh, liquid natural gas sales from the U.S., which was our only main <laughs> export. I mean, it's like putting holding our head underwater is what it looks like to me. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, so this— Our one main export he's killing. Yeah, and to me, this reeks of punitive damages on Texas, right? I, I think so— well, that leaked out of the White House. It was just, yeah. Yeah, so whitehouse.gov, if you go to the White House, you can see their fact sheet. Um, I've got it right here. The Biden-Harris administration announced temporary pause on pending approvals of liquefied natural gas exports. Okay, so what does that mean in layman's terms? He just put economic sanctions on Americans and U.S. companies to basically 
harass them. And, by the way, I don't want to just blaze over this. I didn't even know that was in your stack. You gave me a whole other stack here. Um, the magnitude, folks, let this sink in. The lifeblood is fertilizer, food, and energy. Machines eat energy. Machines eat gas and oil and coal. Okay, the windmills are like 10%. They're nothing. And when you do that, that's directly the real economy. So when you cut off energy sales and you say you can't increase generation at your coal plants in the hot summer or the winter, which they've done, and you were going to ban all your gas ranges, and we're going to, I mean, they're literally, if you want to strike people, that's what you do. Because that's the real money, right? That's the real right. currency. Yeah, so, so they basically said in this fact sheet from the White House, it's like, because we want to tackle climate change, we're going to put a temporary pause on pending approvals of liquefied natural gas. So like you said, Alex, what are we good at in America? We're good at a lot of things, but what we're really, really good at is oil and gas. We're number one. We're number one, and especially in Texas. So it's like you're in a football game uh, with Brady, you know, three, four years ago he's winning the Super Bowl, and they say, you know, we're going to pull Brady out here at the Super Bowl. Just we're, we're going to pull him out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's basically what they're saying. But But here's where this is the timing of this seems really bizarre to me because they've been talking about climate change forever, right? But so why bring it out a few days after the big border crisis when Texas is going after the feds and they're all fighting with each other at the border? And so what does Biden say? He said, hey, we're going to pause exports of LNG, liquefied natural gas, to Asia, to Europe. So you can't export it anywhere. What, so this what? is an elite fighting itself. It, it's absolutely that. And so what is this going to mean? To me, what he just did is economic sanctions on Americans for really the first time that I can think of. Right, that should be the headline. Instead of sanctions on, on Iran or, or Russia or China, this is, well, they, they put gas, natural gas sanctions on Putin two years ago. They literally put the same sanctions on Texas they put on Putin. Yeah, I mean, you've been following this stuff for decades, Alex. What usually economic sanctions are basically reserved for political stuff during, you know, against a rogue terrorist nation like Iran, like Russia, or whatever. But on our own people? Well, this shows where they're going with the social credit scores. And yes. BlackRock saying we'll control behavior. They're like, oh, you're not doing what we say? We'll just cut your main export off. I mean, it's, it's so criminal. It's yeah. so ridiculous. It is. So imagine, okay, so everything we're talking about is inflation. They're going to have to print more money. Do you think jobs being lost are going to help matters? No. No, of course they not. can't buy the electric cars now because they have no money. Correct. So, so look at this possible scenario. So, these are millions of jobs that could be lost, according to a Texas oil and gas consultancy group. Millions of jobs. So, so you have all these people. Yeah, because we've cut like, Russia off, which is like okay, that'll let the U.S. market. No, he's killed the Russian market, blown up the pipeline to Europe, and is cutting our gas off. Correct. Wow. I mean, that is like, I come to your house and you go, why is the power off? You walk out in the backyard and some dude's taking a hatchet or a, or a club or, or a jackhammer to the, the power input to your house. You, you'd kick their ass. Or you call the police. Right. Yeah. So, so, so get a load of this. So if people aren't working, what are they going to do? First response is they're going to go to the government and say, I need unemployment benefits of some sort. I need Medicare. I need Medicaid. I need food stamps. So it's cloud and pivot. Collapse the system. Yeah. So so they go to the government for help. And what happens when you have all these manufactured layoffs, right? Whether it's in manufacturing, like we're seeing oil and gas, uh, tech stocks, tech companies are laying people off hand over fist for a different reason, but yet same result. People aren't working. So what happens when people don't work? 
There's no income tax revenues for the government. When people don't work, they're not spending money, which means sales tax revenues come down. So what are they really doing? Well, they're, they're actually creating a Pandora's box where people aren't working, they're going to the government for benefits, and the government is losing its revenue streams because people aren't working. There's no Just like us pushing Russia into war made people join the BRICS, our government is even destroying themselves. They're destroying themselves, and, and to what end? I think if you start connecting the dots, Alex, like you're really, really good at, you start to see what is their end game. I think their end game is to collapse the financial system because then people will look to them and say, hey, this is so broken. They're, they're, people aren't necessarily going to look at them as the reason why it collapsed. They're just going to look at something collapse and say, fix it. We'll give you anything. We'll give up our freedoms. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. But and Klaus Schwab has said, it. they'll never know we did it. Build back better. Great reset. And then they want to make it so bad, we then go to them. Yes. And, and what's their solution? What are they going to bring to the table? This is the biggest thing, I think, of this generation because it's a change in the monetary system globally that has been in, in place since 1944 in Bretton Woods when the U.S. dollar was the world's reserve currency. That power has shifted to the East. World's reserve currency, I believe now, is going to be the BRICS nations. By the way, this isn't your opinion. When you read the EU Central Bank, the British Central Bank, the Russian Central Bank, the Chinese Central Bank, the U.S. Central Bank, they all admit the old system's coming to an end and they're positioning for the new. And then our own government's doing the perfect thing you do to kill the dollar. Exactly. <laughs> so, so what are they bringing in? Central bank digital currency. Is that going to fix a system? Does it fix inflation? No. It's actually easier to create digital money than it is to create paper money. But it brings control. But it brings absolutely control. This is all about people control. And if you create a system where everybody is scared, where everybody is fearful, where they can't make their payments and say, hey, government, we will give up our, our financial freedom. We'll give up our financial privacy for this. And in, in result, what do you get? Spyware in your bank account, literally. You get ideo ideological-based spending behaviors where... They will cut you off from buying or selling if your ideology doesn't match and up. And BlackRock says they're going to do that. They said, not just BlackRock, World Economic Forum, Bank for International Settlements, the IMF, the Federal Reserve, the, the European Central Bank. I always wonder, why are they so, like, they'll lie on the news and say, no, this is happening. But if you tune into the UN or the WF, they admit it all. You'll eat bugs. We're taking your kids. We're going to bankrupt everybody. You're going to live in a 200-square-foot coffin apartment. Why do they, at one level, say it's not happening for the general public, but at their meetings, they're, I guess, to act powerful in front of the other leaders and just normalize it? I guess they have to, I've answered my own question. They have to normalize it in front of the world leaders and act a confidence game. But then for the general public, they go, well, they're just plebes. Don't tell them. Well, and I, I think so. And, and why would they actually say these extraordinary things and people not fight back? Maybe it's because people don't realize that it, it actually is that bad. Maybe they think, ah, uh, this could never happen, right? We're, we're the oh, they said dollar. five years ago, you will eat bugs. Now, something like five companies own 80% of the food, and whether it's Tyson chicken or anything, the breading on your chicken now, folks, is cricket protein. They're, they did it. Right. You say, oh, y'all never do that. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. So I've caught myself buying stuff because I, I shopped some of the groceries and I'm like, holy crap, that's got bug protein. It's got little codes on it. They don't even, oh my God, it's just sick. Do you like bugs? 
No, uh, no. I mean, well, uh, you know, chitin's very toxic. It's uh, bug protein's not good for you. No, <laughs> not that I'm a health nut, but I can no. read. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's. My, 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 yeah. my point is, you're absolutely right. They're doing it. They are doing it. And see, sometimes normalcy bias will will kill people's portfolios because they explain ah. what normalcy bias is. It means if something hasn't happened to you in the past, it's not going to happen to you in the present or in the future. People get used to things. It's like, oh, we've had financial crisis before. Look at 2000. Look at 2009. We recovered. Uh, look at um, our, our loss of freedoms like we had during Patriot Act, for example. Um, well, what, is, what did that mean? Well, we're still here. We're still okay. So people say, ah, things happen, and it's all going to be just fine in the end. Like in, 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 in investing, it's kind of like, you know, buy and hold forever. Right, things are always going to go up forever. No, they don't. In in the long haul, sure. Is the stock market, for example, greater than it was in two thousand nine? Yep. Is it bigger than it was in two thousand? But it's following yep. inflation. It's following inflation, and there's a better way to do things because if you have an eighty percent correction, like we saw in two thousand when the tech stocks blew, it took like nine years to recover from that. Do you think it would be smarter? to kind of watch those intermediate trends, buy low, sell high, boom, lock in those profits, and then not wait nine years to recover. Well, we know in 2000 and 2008, the globalists got out before too. Yes, they did. In 2000, yeah, so that happened in 2009. This time, I think it's significantly fundamentally different because if you look at You can feel it's the big one. You, you just can because 2000, what was it? Tech stocks. It was a sector-based... No, right. now they're attacking food, energy. They're deliberately suppressing every sector. Every, every sector. And security, defunding police. I mean, they are really borders, uh, wars, uh, political warfare. All of it. And in 2009, what was that? That was subprime lending. That was a, a sector of the total stock market, right? This time, what is this one? This big bubble is a debt-based bubble, which what in our society is funded by debt? Everything. Alex, the stock so we're market. We're coming to the end. I'm going to shut up because you're making so many great points. I'm just backing you up. Doc, speak to this then. The bubble we're at, why it's the mega bubble, and, and, then, and then also, you're, you're a great sponsor, right? Young's listeners love you. You're really smart. We should also say you've got great gold and silver bullion at great prices, ready to ship to people. We're, we're so blessed to get you. And then I'm like, wow, you're a great talk show. I already knew who you were for years. Please come in here with us. But we also need to also get people prepared and support the broadcast, support what you're doing. Well... Thanks for that. But, you know, here's... I just love you've got to be made to plug your company. So yeah, let's just stop now for a minute and plug your company, and then let's get back into the mega bubble we've hit. Okay. So before we get to the big bubble, there is a solution for everybody that's watching. To me, it's it's how do you get away from central bank digital currency? You get out of... You don't want to be a digital slave in their digital world. Tangible assets like gold and silver, perfect for that. How do you get away from a banking crisis that I believe banking crisis 2.0 is coming where banks are going to fail? Get out of the banks. Don't have too much money in the banks. But what do you go into if the stock market's overvalued, if the bonds are getting crushed because interest rates are going up? Tangible assets like gold and silver. Um, when you have something that's real, when you have something that's tangible that you can take delivery of, Alex, this is where safety comes in. This is actually right now at this time in history where growth comes in. And when you can have safety and growth at the same time, it's incredible. Now, here's the, a big problem. Not all gold and silver are created equal, right? So if, if, you're, okay, if you're watching and you say, I've heard gold and silver ads everywhere, 
On every single podcast in the Patriot world, I've seen gold and silver ads. Okay, there's only a few things that you should buy. It's bullion. So in silver, 100-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, 1-ounce silver rounds from the refineries. In gold, 1-ounce gold bars or kilo bars. That's it. When you have coins, rare stuff, collectible stuff, things with a story, they're always high premiums. I mean, I just saw an invoice from another company from a client who showed it to us over $900 an ounce for silver. It should be $28 an ounce for crying out loud. It's like this. No, no, is that's why people ask why I've not had a gold or silver sponsor in a decade. Uh, when Minus Resources got out of the business, who I've been with for, you know, since like 1996, they were a good company. I couldn't find any. They, they would promise me and say, we're going to sell gold and silver bullion. We got a few numismatics, people that want those. That's a secondary pitch. And, they, and then as soon as the, I saw it, I would call and have, and they were pitching me numismatics overpriced right away. And I'd say, that's it. We're not doing it. So that's why it has, and now the market's exploding. I literally prayed about a year ago, God, give me a real gold and silver sponsor that just gives them a decent fee to pay your bills. It gives them a great deal. And, and, and so that, that's why I love your company. And we're getting great reviews from listeners. Well, we, there's, there's, Two keys to investing, right? Number one is be in the right place at the right time. And number two, never overpay for your stuff. <laughs> and then as a seller, you want to do a thousand transactions. It's like it's like marrying a woman. You want to love her and take care of her and have a relationship. That's how I'm with my customers. I don't want to rape them one time, you know? No, they'll, I, mean, they'll, I, I mean, it's bullshit. It's bullcrap. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you never, you. I mean, our philosophy as a company is to have a lifetime relationship with our clients. Because I'm a relationship kind of guy. So so when we can hold a client's hand through the economy, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge, do whatever needs to be done, you have to have something that's liquid, okay? So this is an important key in gold and silver. So most companies out there, when you look, when you look at their invoices, and, and if you're out there and you've purchased from them, you know, a lot of them that I'm seeing, $60, $70 an ounce for silver, over $3,000 an ounce for gold. It's like, are you kidding me? See, those kind of things, you have to make a market for them. So what does that mean? When it's time to buy or sell, and we've all seen this, we've all experienced it. So you'll get a call from a gold and silver dealer, and they'll say, hey, Jane Doe, have I got a deal for you? We just found this like old carriage that, that tipped over in, in Nevada way back in the day, and there's these gold coins from it. And boy, they're rare and they're amazing, and we can get them to you, but, but they're not going to last long. They're going to be gone in 72 hours, so you have to act now, and we'll give you 5% off, right? Something silly like that. I mean, that means also when you need to liquidate them and lock in profits, the same thing. They have to make a market for it. They have to find somebody else that wants to buy those things because there's not a ready-made market for those. See, when we at our firm, we deal in bullion, which is a global commodity. It's used for manufacturing. So when we want to lock in a price, we simply call the depository, we lock in the price, and then in a very short period of time, we wire the funds into your account. But the key is the transaction is done immediately. It's automatic, right? right? Because it's a global commodity, there's always demand for it whether it's, it's India or China or something where their currencies are out of favor and they need gold or silver, or for manufacturing like Sony, Samsung, Tesla, LG, wanting to buy silver for manufacturing, there's always a market for it. So key to investing, never buy something you have to make a market for because it could be illiquid. Always buy something where there's a ready-made market for it. This is what we focused on for 
the beginning of our company. I've been doing this since 2002, right? That's a long time, Alex. I've been doing this since 2002. And, and you know, I've never seen a client that's actually overcome those high premiums and those things, like ever. I've been doing this for a long time. But in bullion, it's more of a an immediate answer to when you want to lock in profits, boom, it's done because the market is there globally because it's a manufacturing metal. Now, if any of you out there watching feel like, oh my word, Dr. Kirk, I think I've been ripped off. Send us your invoice. We'll look at it and we'll let you know. Just send it to Ashley at KEPM.com. That's Ashley at KEPM. That's Kirk Elliott, Precious Metals.com. And she'll look at it. And somebody from my team will call you back and say, I, we think you were in the wrong place at the wrong time, overcharged, overpriced, and will help you kind of try to unwind out of what you think might be a situation where you got ripped off. I mean, we'll look at it for you. This is what we do. Our goal is to help. Why? Because we want a lifetime relationship with our clients. And so we'll help you take advantage of that situation to get you in the right place at the right time, grow, thrive, and and hopefully have your position be something that you envisioned it was going to be from the jump, right? From the get-go. You invested in gold and silver. Why? Because you wanted to take advantage of the markets and go into something that's going to grow, go into something And, and just interrupt you. I'm not an expert like you, but I've been in this for almost 30 years. It's always, oh, a sunken ship was found. And they're selling you the gold for a 50, you know, 100 $300, $400 more than it's worth. Why not just say, hey, we make a percent here to do this for you. And the key you said was, because you're selling at the real market price, you can actually get it to them immediately. And they, it's more liquid because it's not in the numismatic realm. It's, it's a commodity. Right. And, and so that's why it's so important. Well, that's it, why you can't just go sell some numismatic you got and why you almost never get the money you paid for it because it's a scam, folks. Sure, there are some collector coins that are great. And the ones I would promote would be where, oh, there's a 10% markup because this is rare and numismatic. And I checked the market and knew people really could go sell it for that. Okay. And then I'm like, and by the way, folks, we're making 5% to fund ourselves. Just be honest. But people know we got to run this place, do all this stuff. But at the same time, we want to get them a good deal. Yeah. I want to buy, I want to sell gold and silver to people from where I buy it. It's real simple. That's what I do. And I've not, the, the, the industry, I'll be honest, is so freaking corrupt like everything else. I have not even been able to have a sponsor for 10 years, people. We've had five different ones we did deals with, and you, I would promote them for one week, and then you would hear the brake slam on because I don't need that in my life. It's like Tony Montana. It's a fictional movie based on a compository stories written by a great Oliver Stone. And it was a real, real case of something similar happening where the guy would kill women and, you know, I mean, a, a men. He wouldn't kill women and children. And at the end, they wanted to blow up a car full of little kids. And he says, I don't need that in my life. I am not going to have that in my life. I want you to get a great deal. And this is, everybody should get gold and silver. It's one of the surest bets out there. And you guys have a great company. How does it work if somebody calls you guys? I don't want to get back into the news, the economy. And I know I digress, but I'm making you plug your company. Because you get it in here and you're a sponsor, you don't even do it. Well, my, you my did a damn good job once I made you do it. I mean, my, <laughs> my goal is to help people, right? And so, so news is part of that. But it's simple. You you just go to kepm.com forward slash gold, fill out a little form and say, I heard Kirk and Alex talking. It's like, that made a lot of sense. And you just put in some of your information. One of my team, I've got a bajillion schedulers, not, not a bajillion, like 20. I, I don't know. I have We have a lot of staff to make sure that your needs are met, 
right? So you'll answer some questions like, what was it that caused you to want to reach out? What are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your fears? We listen to you and then we you will get you scheduled with one of our consultants where we'll map out a strategy for success moving forward using precious metals, bullion, gold and silver, none of this high grade stuff. And like I talked about, if you have some of those high grade collectible pieces of junk, which they are, well, then we can help you unwind that most of the time and get you into a place of prosperity. You can at least give them the best deal they can really get. I, the, the best deal. And sometimes the damage is done. I mean, I, I've, I talked to an 80-year-old lady once who, she's way too old, unsuitable transaction, paid over $70,000 an ounce for a piece of gold. It's like, <laughs> what? How, how in the world are you ever going to get out of this, right? But most people aren't to that extreme. Uh, they aren't to that extreme. But, but with you, it's, it's simple. They can look at the spot gold and call you up. And, oh, it's, it's that. Yeah, and this is what we do, whether you have an... Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, nature's enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand in hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Bodies' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. It's about what your body can absorb. Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. I want to explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies, an ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit InfoWarsStore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time... 
Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the InfoWar. We have a lot of staff to make sure that your needs are met, right? So you'll answer some questions like, what was it that caused you to want to reach out? What are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your fears? We listen to you, and then we you will get you scheduled with one of our consultants where we'll map out a strategy for success moving forward using precious metals, bullion, gold and silver, none of this high-grade stuff. And like I talked about, if you have some of those high-grade collectible pieces of junk, which they are, well, then we can help you unwind that most of the time and get you into a place of prosperity. You can at least give them the best deal they can really get. I, the, the best deal. And sometimes the damage is done. I mean, I, I've, I talked to an 80-year-old lady once who, she's way too old, unsuitable transaction, paid over $70,000 an ounce for a piece of gold. It's like, <laughs> what? How, how in the world are you ever going to get out of this, right? But most people aren't to that extreme. Uh, they aren't to that extreme. But oh, with you, it's, it's simple. They can look at the spot gold and call you up, and, wow, it's it's that. Yeah, and this is what we do. Whether you have an IRA, a non-IRA, you want to take delivery of it at home or have it stored because you don't feel safe with it at home. What we're talking about is a physical asset, though, not paper, not a paper proxy, not an ETF, not any of that. And by the way, the work is all on your side. That's why these other companies, too, want to make the quick buck. They're also lazy. There's a lot of work goes into what you do. A lot, but the... You, but, the client not for the client. See, it's, yeah. They're not going to see any of that. We want to make the transition easy and the burden light. Now you have to fill out a couple forms, right, to move the assets from one IRA to another. But my team will do all of the heavy lifting, the light lifting, and the lifting in between. But when it's done, when that that's done and the funds are moved, then it gets this, way easier. It's, well, this is where a relationship begins. That's not the end of the story. From that point, we want to hold your hand through the economy. And we'll let you know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate. Get out of silver, go into gold. Get out of gold, go into silver. Right now, you're saying silver. Altogether. Right now, it's silver. Massively, 100% pointed into silver. I'm not in gold yet. It's not that I dislike gold. I love it. But silver's outperforming. It's just so much more bullish. It's, it, it is because it's manufacturing, again. It's used way more in construction, right, or manufacturing? In manufacturing, I mean, it's used in, in electronics. It's used in fuel cell technology. It's used in solar. You know, this is where we can take some of the 
the globalist green agenda and say, all right, what do they need for their EV and their solar stuff? And what let's be honest, that, that is what we're doing. Like, I don't go by defense stocks and I'll be part of the murder. But when it comes to silver, this is being put into everything, so why not follow trend? We, we, we might as well. I mean, we want to be wise stewards with what God's given us. We want to buy low, sell high, be wise, have discernment. And, and sometimes it just means thinking outside the box. Well, what I like about you is you never say, oh, gold could go to 10,000 ounce or silver to you know 500, but gut level, just as a private person, man to man, with this inflation, the, the, and it's not going, it's going to get worse. How high do you think gold and silver are in like two years? Well, well it's pure speculation. Just yeah, I mean, I'm not God and I don't control the markets, but when you look at what silver did in 2011, 2010, 2011, it went from $12 an ounce to $48 an ounce in like a summer and a fall. I mean, it was, that's like, what, 400% growth during that time? So similar fundamentals to what we're seeing today. Unsustainable debt, inflationary pressures, political chaos, geopolitical conflict, low inventory at the COMEX. So, so similar things. You follow that historical trend. The same climate. And we, same climate, and we're starting at 20, let's call it 25. Well, that should bring it to 75 to 100 in pretty short order. Now, there's, there's economists out there who are saying, well, with absence of manipulation, you should see silver at $600, $2,500 an ounce. It's like, okay, how do they come up with that number? So when you look at demand, this is just how the markets work. This is how business works. So let's say that silver is extinguished at the COMEX depositories and you're Sony, Samsung, Tesla, one of the big manufacturers that need it. And you have a small amount of silver in every LCD TV, every electric vehicle, whatever you're selling that has electronics in it. Do you care what the price of silver is if you need it to finish? No, you'll pay car? whatever you need. You'll pay whatever you need. And this is where I'm not concerned about silver running out. People are saying, Kirk, if silver runs out, is this going to be bad for us? It's like, no, this is going to be great. Obviously. Because, because when silver runs out, which it's running desperately people are right worried now. it's going to run out that's going to make it explode it'll make it explode well, i heard of supply and demand folks because yeah let's say that you're tesla and you say well silver is 25 dollars an ounce we need it we can't get it we'll offer 40 or we'll offer eight or we'll offer 120 they don't care because they're going to pass that on to the consumer right so this is where when you own what they need and it starts to run out, which it is starting to run out. I was about to say, I can also read the news myself. Universities, institutions, investors, governments are hoarding the living hell out of it. They're yeah. buying it up as fast as they can, and gold too. So they're also going crazy for gold. They're, central banks are going after gold like there's no tomorrow. So they may poo-poo gold and silver and say, oh, you want central bank digital currency, you want our paper version, we can use interest rates, we can use money creation, monetary policy to stimulate the economy, slow it down, do this and that, and we're really good at it. No, you've proven over the decades that you're horrible at it, and you create boom and bust cycles, and you have these inflationary pressures and, and recessions. Because they're insider trading. They're riding it up and down. Yeah, and so so what are... They don't want prosperity of the general people. No, they don't. And what are the big central banks doing? They're buying gold not by the ounce or by the pound or by the ton, but literally, Alex, by the hundreds or thousands of tons. At a time. Yeah, so, they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. The Chinese Central Bank has over 5,000 tons of gold. Uh, the European Central Bank has over 10,500 tons of gold. The Fed has over 8,500 tons of gold. Russia has over 1,000 tons of gold. India has over 600 tons of gold. But even like universities like UT are secretly buying it. It's come out. I think it's most, if not all, of their endowment fund is in gold stored at the, at the vault that the state of Texas built near Dallas 
It's like, wow. So so what does that tell us? Yeah, why are they, why is UT one of the most powerful universities in the world, if not probably the biggest, what are they completely in gold for? Well, They're because, probably not stupid, folks. No, they've got a bunch of professors there, right? And a bunch of wealthy people who understand that our global economic system is failing. Well, the Chinese are doing it, right? Oh, sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, the Chinese are doing it too. So You so said global financial system failing. I interrupted. Go ahead. No, global financial system failing. So, so here's where, what are they saying? Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. I mean, you are so good at that, Alex, of, of telling all this news that you've got on your desk. It's like, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do because actions speak louder than words. So when they're buying gold by the thousands of tons, what does that tell us? They think it's going to go but up. But you're pitching me silver, which I get is the one that's going to has the biggest growth rate. Why yeah. are why are the elites obsessed with gold? They're getting silver too, but why are they just in it? Um, because you can't really back a currency with silver because it's not high enough cost per ounce. Gold, gold. So, yeah. the, so they're betting in a new system it's going to be gold. Yeah. But here's where I want more gold down the road. So if we leverage silver right now because it's outperforming. You get the money for gold. You, so here's the thing. Let's say here's our strategy that we implement with all of our clients. We go into silver now because it's outperforming. Let's say that over the next 18 to 24 months, silver triples the rate of growth of gold. What would I do? I would sell my silver. And if it tripled the rate of growth of gold and we go into gold, I just got you three times as many ounces of gold then as what I could. And then you jumble the next big increase. And then we ride up gold. And then once gold peaks, we could go back into silver, go into something different. Our goal is to make sure you're in the right Exactly. The right is, time. Are there any other metals you think are really important? No, not right now. It's like, Those two so, big guys. Yeah, just those two. They're the bread and butter because they have high volume. There's a lot of trading. They're the meat and potatoes. Now, people say, well, what about platinum? What about palladium? What about rhodium? It's like, eh. Too much thinly traded markets controlled by Russia and South Africa. So which too, I too rigged. Too risky. Way too risky. Well, China, but, how did the China get positioned for 97% control of rare earth minerals? Because I would say that'd be a great investment, but it's all control. You never want to invest in anything that's controlled. You, because the, you are out of the equation at that point, and logic gets kicked out the window, which is why I like those, those markets of gold and silver. Now, Here's something really cool, Alex, about... Yeah, I'm going to shut up now. Go through the rest of your documents. because Yeah, about silver. So we talked about this briefly yesterday, but there was this article from Dystopia to Utopia in Gold and Silver. So this is why, one of the reasons why we're in silver right now. So there's been massive manipulation. All of your viewers are saying, the banks are manipulating everything. BlackRock is, you know, the, the big hedge funds. Yes, they have been. I'm, I'm not discounting that. But, but you look at where silver has been since the year 2000. 2000, it was like $4.60 an ounce, give or take. Um, three and a half years ago, it was 11.91. 15 months ago, it was 17.97. Today, it's over 23. So 17.97 to 23, that's up over 30% in the last year, year and a half. What else is performing like that? Nothing. You look at, you look at what it's done since the last three and a half years, from 1191 to 23, that's almost doubling up like 100%. That's averaging over 30% a year, but it's up over 500% from the year 2000. And people say, well, silver, it's, it's not, it's risky. And the, the numbers don't prove that's that. That's gaslighting. Yeah. So, so here's where those numbers are amazing. People would like those numbers, right? So, so you look at what these charts are doing and silver being manipulated. These prices reflect manipulated silver. So this is even a suppressed market. This is a suppressed Explain market. Explain how they use naked shorting. Okay. So manipulation comes when 
BlackRock, for example, who owns the SLV, which is the silver ETF, um, they'll go to J.P. Morgan Chase, which is the custodian of the physical silver that's supposedly backing the ETF, and they say, "Hey, Chase, uh, we need ten. We just sold ten million shares of of our ETF. We need you to buy, you know, ten million ounces or whatever. However, the mechanics work. So, what is J.P. Morgan Chase going to do? They're going to say, "Hmm." Let's drive the price down if we have to buy all these ounces because we want to buy low. We don't want to buy high. And they have the ability to do it by shorting the market, right? So you issue naked shorts, which means you can short something that you don't own. Illegal for you and I to do that, but not for big banks, right? So, so they drive the price down. They gobble up physical silver. That demand causes the price to go up. And they say, oh, the price is too high. Let's issue more short contracts. They buy up more physical silver that the demand causes the price to go up. This has been going on and on and on and on. Well, because of inflation, time. they're losing their control. They're, they're losing their control. They're absolutely losing their control. And so now, what did they do two weeks ago? This is, I think, the most important story in silver ever. I mean, I've been doing this for decades, Alex. This is the most important thing for silver bullish activity ever. So in one week, in seven days, 50% of all the short net short positions globally were unraveled. They were they went away. They're extinguished, right? This is according to the report by Sprott Money. So so what does that mean? Why what happened? Oh, so slow down here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. You said this briefly yesterday, but let's just slow down. This is I do this too. It's so big we just throw it out there. Record levels of them killing their shorts. What explain that slowly, because we're not all economists like you. Doc, explain this, how big this is. Okay, so if you have a short position active, you make money and a lot of money if the price continues to go down. If the price of whatever you have a short position on goes up, you lose money hand over fist. And it's not just a dollar for dollar loss, it's leveraged. So when you have a leveraged loss and you've got all of these, I mean, literally a global market with all these short positions, what, have, what are they expecting? They're expecting silver to go through the roof. How do I know? Because 50%, 50% of all short positions were unwound in a one-week span just a couple weeks ago. So that tells me they think that silver is going to go through the roof because they have to get rid of their short positions because if they don't, they're going to lose so much money that you couldn't even comprehend it. So this, to me, is the biggest news in the silver market ever literally ever. And what happened last week? So silver was like at $22.13. Today it's up over 23.20-ish. It went up over a dollar in one week. That's almost a 5% move in one week, right? So multiply that out for a year. I mean, that's over a 200% gain for a year. This is the trend, the pace that we are on, right? So, so these, what do they know that we don't know? Why did they unravel their short positions to such a large amount so quickly? It's because everything that we're adding up here, the inflationary pressures, the Fed basically saying that, that we, we, can't, we can't lower interest rates yet. We're going to have to pause because coming down the road, we know that inflation is coming and we're going to have to keep raising interest rates to keep slowing down inflation. But they know that they haven't tackled inflation. They couldn't lower interest rates yet. They had to pause them and keep them the same, which is what they've done the last four policy meetings. They've kept them the same. So interest rates are going to have to climb to slow down inflation, right? So, so what does that tell us? Inflation is coming. 
what happens to tangible assets like gold and silver during inflation? They go up because they're things. Things go up with inflation. I don't care if it's a car. I don't care if it's oil and gas. I don't care if it's groceries. Everybody watching this, you're going to know. It's like, yeah, groceries are going through the roof. We're not, we're not making ends meet. We, it's hard to even maintain a budget in our house. Prices are going up. Inflation is there. Now, Alex, inflation has been understated for years, since 1996, actually. So everybody watching this, you know, back, in, back after Carter was president, if you're old enough to remember that, um, he destroyed the economy. One of the worst financial presidents ever, right? He, he Massive recession, dollar was collapsing, inflation was at 14.3%. Nobody was working. They were rationing at the gas pumps. You had OPEC going crazy. And, and it's like, oh, my word, this is just bad. So Reagan came in with Paul Volcker, who was chairman of the Fed at the time, and said, hey, we can fix this runaway inflation. We've got to jack up interest rates to 18%, right? So in 1983, interest rates are 18%. If you bought a house back then, 30-year mortgage was 18% interest rate. Why? This is, as an economist, as a PhD economist, I always have to ask why. It was because inflation was 14.3. The only way to slow down inflation with interest rates is to actually have the interest rates be higher than the inflation rate. And that's what they did. So fast forward to 1996. President Clinton at the time um, commissioned the Boskin Commission in Congress to say, hey, We've got way too many cost of living adjustments going out. You know, we have to understate inflation. We have to artificially lower it. So this is not their words, but this is what the actions did. It's like, we got to stick it to the American public. We, you know, everyone that voted for us, you know, we're, we, we've got to lower their, the money that we're paying to them so the government can make more money. So they artificially lowered inflation. This is very important because it, it applies to what we're doing today. So with substitution bias, with all these different price adjustments, they, they figured out how they can lower inflation. So when I was doing my, my first dissertation, I, I developed a new methodology for measure, measuring inflation because the way that the BLS does, it's broken. Right? So, so substitution bias. Let's say the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, is a basket of goods, 30 goods. Let's say steak is one of those goods, like, you know, filet, primary, whatever, steak. So if the price of steak goes up 30%, they say, oh, nuts, we don't want this in there anymore. Let's substitute steak with hamburger. Hamburger is 40% less than steak. So what did they say happened to the price of steak? They didn't say it went up 30%. They said the price of steak came down 40% because they substituted it with hamburger. That means that the inflation numbers that we're seeing are completely bogus, completely manufactured, but if you apply the same metrics that we had in 1983 to today without Clinton's substitution bias, we're hovering at around 15% inflation, which means I don't believe for a second, Alex, that, that they're going to stop lowering interest rates because they have to get interest rates higher than Sure, so they know, they, they know this is coming and, and they know silver is going to go up, so they've stopped shorting it. That's just my layman's term. This is so powerful. When you laid that out the last 20 minutes, I'm going to take this and post it tomorrow on X to Infowars.com. This is a no-brainer, it looks like. People can Absolutely. get into silver, but they don't want to pay over. They want to pay a little fee to get a good deal with you. They need to get silver right now. You're ready to ship it to them. Ready to ship it to them. We drop ship from the depositories. We don't maintain an inventory. We don't carry an inventory. Um, that's how companies go out of business. And that's the only way you're, people that know the business, if you're doing a bunch of numismatic scams, you couldn't do that. You have direct deals at, uh, as a commodity. You're doing this as a commodity. As 
Physical silver, 100-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, 1-ounce rounds. That's how you know it's set, folks. It's not a scam. Yeah, drop shipped from the depository directly to your house, directly into your IRA account. See, so people calling you with a little fee, it's for the advice. Yes, it's it's the cost and handling of ownership. It all. But this is one where, you know, this is one area where we're different than every other firm in the industry, really. When you liquidate, you want to lock in profits. Everyone yeah, but also you're different because nobody's as articulate as you. You think... I literally, I told this a year ago. I said, God, I want to help people with silver and gold. We can't get a real company. Give me, and literally, then you, I was like, ask you on as a guest. And somebody else goes, hey, this guy wants to be a sponsor. Literally an answer to prayer. Well, You're also you. a theologian, I know. Yeah, it's one of my PhDs in theology, but. but well, that's a whole other subject we'll hit in a minute. Where do you think we are on the timeline? Because it's all being fulfilled. I mean. Okay, I mean that's a whole other subject. Whole, whole other subject. I can I can answer what I think, but we'll but, do a whole uh, other show on that. Then. But when you liquidate your assets, we don't charge a commission when you liquidate. So whatever the depository pays for metals on the day you want out, you get all of it, hundred percent of it, because we don't take anything. So we operationally were different than other firms, where most firms are transactionally based. You make a commission when you buy, a commission when you sell. They forget about you in between. We love the relationship on the in between. To me, those transactions are the bookends. But there's an 8% cost of ownership when you buy, zero when you liquidate. So what does that tell you? You know exactly what silver has to do to act for you to break even. It's an 8% growth. And you tax. said in the last month it's already gone up that amount. In, in the last week, it's gone up almost 5%. Because when we had, saw that short news, how 50% of them were liquidated, literally, silver went from 2213 to like 2330 in a week. And you predicted then it would happen. Yes, I mean it's not rocket science. So, so it's, spell it's, it out to me because I'm 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 a little smart, but I'm a little expel it out to me like I'm five years old. They are killing their shorts at a level never before seen because they're getting out of the way. Yeah, because they think that silver is going to go up. Why do they think that silver is going to go up? So, if you're a hedge fund, if you're a big bank, and you look at numbers that most people don't look at, the problem is the inflationary pressures, the unsustainable debt the political chaos, the geopolitical conflict, those are the fundamental forces that cause markets to move. So here's an interesting thing. The GDP, gross domestic product, which is a reflection, Alex, of everything that you and I buy at stores, everything that everybody watching this is going to stores, paying retail prices, a gross domestic product is that with everything that's you know, manufactured, created in, in the country. So It's an index of the economy. Yeah, so if inflation is at 15%, and follow me on this, if inflation's at 15%, GDP is a reflection of everything that we're buying stuff on, GDP should be growing at 15%. If inflation's at 15%, and it's a reflection of everything. That's what Biden buying. says. Oh, inflation, because we're making, no, no, it's not. Yeah, so. GDP's not at, what, at 3%? Yeah, it, well, yeah, GDP, so they were bragging about this. They wanted to beat the market consensus of 2% growth in the GDP, and they were bragging about it. It's like, why are you bragging about 2%? That's not good. 15% is just keeping up with inflation. Wow. So at 2%, that tells me the economy is actually shrinking. And I, I'm glad and, you pointed out the two, because I know Biden predicted three. I guess it's only two. Yeah, I mean. But even they call that a win. If they call that a win, because they're going to call everything a win. But here's where it gets really, really bizarre and really, really scary, Alex. So, so with this, to create $1 of GDP... They have to spend $2.50 in debt.
By the way, you, you showed this a month ago when you were on. I, I, it's my fault. I should tell the crew. What graph do they pull up from Zero Hedge or Dow Jones that shows how Biden's created more money when he's been in office than it was ever created before? It's going straight up. Straight up. I mean, that's that's money supply creation. I mean, guys, pull up a uh, graph U.S. money supply creation. Yeah. And so so there's you've got a couple of graphs you could look at. You could look at the debt. You could look at um, money supply. But money supply is starting to trick people because a few years ago they stopped measuring total money supply. It was called MZM. That's right. So they stopped because that's everything that's created for stimulus. So for, when I see the graph going straight up, what is that? For, <laughs> so so going straight up is actually the debt that, that we're creating so like 37 so, trillion now? 37 trillion so from 1776 until 1980 when reagan became president you know that's 204 years we went yeah, there's from, the graph yeah we went from zero to okay th this this is money this is very important that so we went from zero to almost a trillion dollars worth of debt in 204 years. The budget, Biden's stinking budget for 2024 has over $2.5 trillion of deficit. $2.5 trillion. Well, it took us 204 years to accumulate almost a trillion, and he's adding $2.5 plus trillion in just one year. They're spending like drunken sailors. So how do you do that? Now, that chart that you're, that you're looking at there, that's actually money supply. That's money that's being printed, right? So um, the M2 money supply going through the roof, that's money in your checking account, savings account, money markets. Now you see at the tail end of that that it's starting to come down. What does that show me? Because they're printing money like there's no tomorrow, but that's a different money supply that they stopped creating. Money. This money is money that's in the bank, which tells me banks are undercapitalized they're starting to pull money out of the system in exchange and preparing for central bank digital. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist and people can't identify who's a patron, who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 part two. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. My friends, Alex Jones here to tell you about some of the most important information concerning you and your family's health. Radiation levels have more than doubled in the last 60 years in the Northern Hemisphere from all of the nuclear testing and radiological accidents. Radioactive contamination is now in most of the food supply. There's only two ways to avoid this. Move south of the equator or properly protect your thyroid with nascent iodine. Looking to protect my family, I've done deep research. Nascent iodine is the purest, cleanest, absolute best form of 
iodine to protect yourself and your family. It's made right here in the USA, completely non-GMO. I searched out the best quality and now have developed a double-strength form of nascent iodine, exclusively available at InfoWarsLife.com. Nascent iodine is on record as one of the only safe ways to detox from fluoride poisoning. Survival Shield Nascent Iodine. Secure your super high-quality nascent iodine today at InfoWarsLife.com. That's InfoWarsLife.com. 